Chapter 10. A Queen's Court Once the whirling vortex subsided, they discovered themselves in a setting fit for a king or queen. It felt as if one were in the very center of a palace, since the air was heavy with the aroma of fragrances and the faint sounds of Egyptian music. What is the location of our landing? Whispering gently, Ellie held on to her sketchbook, which she would use to record their journey. People began to come in as soon as they walked into a room with a big door and shut it behind them. Before anyone could even begin to guess, a beautiful figure walked into the room. In those eyes, there was an irresistible mix of charm, charismatic leadership, and magnetic brilliance. When he had counselors and servants with him, he didn't need to turn up his charisma. I am Cleopatra, she said, but her voice didn't sound like she had been queen for years. The group was swept away by a wave of wonder. She was the last surviving Ptolemaic monarch of Egypt, and here she stood. Their unusual attire and Chris's wheelchair piqued Cleopatra's interest, and she watched them intently. She signaled for them to accompany her by waving her hand. What brings you to my land, Egypt? A response was what she wanted. The queen's presence hushed the children, prompting Chris to step forward and address her. We are travelers of a faraway place and we have come to your land to learn about its greatness. Being in the company of royalty has altered Chris's communication style. I will show you the wonders of Egypt if you only come and tell me about your travels. The queen made an announcement and approached the entrance she had entered. Their day was like a mini adventure as they were led by Cleopatra through her realm from her point of view. They marveled at the splendor of Alexandria's library as Freddie dove headfirst into manuscripts, and they braved the crowded marketplaces and ports where Fletcher was filled with energy and made the queen laugh with his lively anecdotes. In the royal gardens, sacred ibises were free to roam, and Ellie felt a strong pull toward them. Clairol told Ellie, this is the land of wonders and you haven't seen anything. She was talking about the many animals and plants that lived in her country. Your captain told you to leave because you want to see the world. After that, she said that the beautiful place where the Holy Nile flows is hers. People here don't think about what has already been done. Instead, they look into what else can be done. Queen Cleopatra gave Ellie a lotus pendant that was very pretty and was set with small gems. Cleopatra indicated a beautifully furnished tent with a spacious table within as they strolled about the palace grounds. Let us have lunch together, Cleopatra proposed. Her singing was warm and welcoming. From honey-soaked pastries to lentils flavored with herbs, the party sampled a variety of Egyptian delights. Their taste buds were treated to a novel experience with every bite. Chris talked to the queen about government, strategy, and new technologies that were available at the time. Cleopatra was impressed by his intelligence and creativity so she showed him ways to build cities and water systems that would make them grow. I told the kid about the Nile. It's what keeps our kingdom going. It gives us everything, and we're thankful for that. She went on. This country values knowledge more than its army's strength. You've seen the Library of Alexandria, but it's only the tip of the iceberg. I am lost for words. Your kingdom is a marvel of nature and human efforts, Chris said to show how he felt. The wonders of the Egyptian world are truly amazing to see with my own eyes. As the sun set and illuminated the palace, they were served a lavish feast. 
the sounds of lyres and flutes blended with their laughing and conversation as they feasted on sweetened figs and seasoned meats. However, the thing that stands out the most is when Cleopatra invites them to spend the night stargazing with her. She spoke passionately about navigation. As she described the alignment of the pyramids with Orion's belt, her enthusiasm for astronomy shone through. Stargazing as a group, they identified constellations that have guided explorers for ages. It was as if they held a key to the past, they thought. With the queen escorting them, they visited the magnificent pyramids and deciphered their secrets. Cleopatra chatted to them and presented them with presents as their visit drew to a close. With a hint of contemplation, she informed me, the cosmos is always expanding. The key to true wealth, financial and otherwise, is knowledge, so keep that in mind. After saying their goodbyes with tears in their eyes, the group left the queen's court and went to the hallway. After going back in time, Chris told them to put the gifts on a table in the hall before they left. It was against the rules to return something to the past. There were no valuable things with them when they went to Chris's house. The memories they brought with them were priceless. Returning to their own timeline, they discovered Marie anxiously awaiting their return in the gentle evening sunlight. Enthusiastically recounting tales of their journeys in valuable teachings, the splendor of Cleopatra's kingdom, and the wise queen's wisdom. In the process of recounting their journey, they came to understand that it had a deeper meaning than a mere thrilling adventure. It served as a poignant reminder that the world did not evolve in a vacuum. Rather, the marvels and technology we take for granted today were born out of the inquisitive minds of individuals, like the Egyptians, who were hell-bent on achieving the seemingly impossible. 